You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're at episode 159. And today we're talking all about planning for a rebrand with Sarah and Anusha from Inca Creative. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, founder, author, speaker, and bold branding and business coach. Right here on this podcast, you'll learn how to create an epic brand, profitable business, get marketing savvy, and we'll help you find the confidence to step up as the CEO to scale and grow. Ready? Let's go. Hey, hey, hey there. Hope you're doing well. So great to be here with you. And today I am speaking with Sarah and Anusha from Inca Creative. I have met, I met these ladies a while ago. Uh, we kind of were in similar circles and then we decided to do a collaboration together and we eventually got there. This has been a long time in the making. So I'm glad that we finally got there and that today we're going to be talking about how you can start to plan for a rebrand as well. So so useful. I do think that, you know, when I started my business, <laughs> I did, I did all the graphics myself in Pig Monkey. This was six years ago. Uh, and then when I moved from a corporate brand to a personal brand, I got my visual branding redone. So definitely worth thinking about. If you don't love what you've got, is it time for a rebrand? But listen, before we dive into this week's episode, I do want to share a word from this week's sponsor. If you're looking to increase your digital product success, then Kajabi is a platform I highly recommend to all of my clients. It's helped me to increase my revenue, centralize my content and give my students and clients an awesome user experience. Not only do I have all my digital courses and mastermind in Kajabi, but we manage our freebies, opt-ins, funnels, and pipelines through Kajabi as well. So if you're looking to get started or up-level your digital products, then make sure you check out the free trial at suzechadwick.com forward slash Kajabi today. Let's dive into this week's episode. Today, I have got Sarah and Anusha from Inca Creative. If you haven't heard of them before, they are a creative studio specializing in creative brand development and impactful marketing strategies. I love the fact that the name of their business comes from the fact that Sarah was traveling through Peru and other parts of South America and Inca obviously comes from the ancient civilization of the Incas. And the reason that she decided to call the business Inca Creative is because the Incas grew an incredible empire quickly that spread throughout the continent. They were forward-thinking, creative and clever, and many of the stunning structures, such as the famous Machu Picchu, which, yes, I have climbed, still stands today, making it clear that their thinking and skills were well before their time. I love a little bit of a brand story behind it. So I'm excited to introduce you to Sarah, the founder of Inca Creative, and Anusha as well, who is a brand and project strategist. Ladies, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you Thank so you much for having, having us. Pleasure, pleasure. I am excited to have you here because this has been epic. It has been in the <laughs> making for so long. It feels like years, but really it's been months. Uh, we were looking at doing a collaboration last year, I think it was, and yeah. there was just yeah. a lot happening. 
Well, you know, life's very busy. There was just a lot happening. And I know that you ladies had some big projects in the work as well, but we got here in the end. We did. We're so excited. We're so excited to be able to chat to you because, um, you know, there's so many things that um, we agree on and, um, you know, some similarities. It would be interesting to chat to you and hear your perspective on some things we're talking about as well. Yeah, for sure. And so I've already done a little bit of an intro for my audience, but for those who don't know you, can you give us a bit of a story around how you've ended up here? Like what were you doing before you created Inca Creative and how did you get to the business that you're in now? So um, so Inca has been uh, running now for seven years. So I started the business seven years ago, just myself, left um, full-time work, um, in uh, in marketing communications, I was working from Five Star Hotel uh, in Melbourne, and uh, you know had lots of different roles sort of before that in marketing, sales, events. Uh, did lots of communication roles as well, and you know always loved working with um, with people and working with lots of different brands and sort of you know I, I love creativity and. Uh, brand and, and experiences and so I uh, thought I would try out working with the kinds of people that I really really want to, wanted to work with and start my own thing and um, so Inca Creative was born and yeah we've just kind of grown over the last uh, few years and I have a beautiful team now with me uh, who's who've also helped to shape uh, the business as we've gone along as well and um, yeah we're a creative um, brand agency, creative marketing agency, and uh, we work with some really interesting clients. So that's kind of, yeah, my story. <laughs> Amazing. And Anisha, how did you get roped into it all? <laughs> so I have a background in events. I worked in a very corporate world and I always felt like a little bit of a rainbow in a grey world. Like, oh, I hear you, lady. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah very similar to my story as well yeah and I like I loved what I was doing but I just didn't feel connected to it um so I kind of left that and I had a bit of a freelancing journey and ended up doing in events doing some PR and social media and marketing events and marketing always get mashed together people think they're the same so you just have to be multi-skilled um and then I ended up back in my corporate world doing a brand management job and then decided to leave that, went back to freelancing, ended up working on festivals and a few fun things. Sarah and I had met through our event life and we always connected. We both live in the West, so we used to catch up for a wine in the pub. And, yeah, we just ended up working together and I came into Inca and I felt like I had found a home and started off doing more events-based stuff, but now I'm doing a lot of brand management and brand strategy and I also do a lot of kind of looking after our team. And I love, um, very into people and culture and really driving honest, true culture in a business. So I'm really into that. And that's a big part of who we are at Inca is making sure that we have a great culture. Amazing. So good. And so how long have you been with Inca, Anisha? Three years. Just had my three-year anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. And so what sort of projects do you take on? Because you named a few different things that you do. So brand strategy, brand management, marketing comms, all the rest of it. And so... If you were to think about, you know, one or two of your main clients that you work with, what are the things that you're doing for them? Well, 
um, you know, we really, uh, the thing that we love is to take a brand that's sort of just starting out or that's kind of at a bit of a crossroads and they're needing, you know, to either launch something new or they're needing to just refresh themselves. So we, um, that's usually the the time that we work with people. Um, we, We really like to start out with, the fundamentals of who they are and figuring out, you know, what their story is and how best to present that in a way that's going to showcase what their unique brand personality is, uh, what their story is, what their messages are, help them to really understand that um, and set them up and then visually um, represent that through things like, you know, their website or their their, their um, photography, their their brand design and then we um, pull that all together so it's a really consistent message across um, everything that they're presenting and then once we do that we get them out there and so we help to launch that and so that can look like a lot of different things it could be sort of a digital type um, scenario or it could be even live experiences as well. I think the thing that our we find that our clients have in common is that they often come to us and they say I know who I am but it's not being portrayed to Mm. my audience. So they're potentially not attracting the right people Mm -hmm. or they're not getting the work that they want to do. So it's, we kind of come in and go, okay, so who are you and who are you trying to attract? And we build that out. And then we have that fundamental base and the, you know, that we call it the architecture Mm. and then we bring it to life. So using visuals and copy and then, all of those things go onto your website and your socials and then we help to kind of push that further as well. Yeah. yeah, amazing. So good. And I just think we are in such a digital world. We're in such a visual world as well where we're bombarded by so much information that it's so important to have a brand that's really cohesive with who you are and who you want to be and how you want to show up and the experience that you want to give people who come across you and all the rest of it. So I think it's such an important, it's more important now than ever before for us to be able to represent ourselves in a true way. So yeah, love this conversation. My audience know that, you know, you we're talking the same language, uh, you know, the language of love, which I think is the language of brand. Uh, and so we are talking today about rebranding because I know that that is a really, it's such a daunting process. <laughs> I've been through it. I remember, you know, when I first started my business, I did it all myself, which was terrible. Can I just say, just because you understand branding doesn't mean you're a designer. Just going to put my hand up to that right now. Uh, just because you've worked with a lot of amazing businesses on branding doesn't mean you're a designer. And I always, I was joking with some of my clients yesterday where I'm like, I have always wished I was like magical at design because <laughs> I, I can picture what I want. Yeah. But when I try and do it, it's so crap. Yeah. Like it's so bad. Yeah. So I'll have something for inspiration. I'll be like, I can do that. And I'll go and try it. I'll be like, yeah, no. So, you know, so I think that when it comes to rebranding as well, I think that it's always best to leave it to the experts uh, and get the help, get the the help that you need as well. So we're going to be talking about that today, but let's just start off with a couple of basic things as well, because you know, I, I say this and I know that that we've talked about this before is that a lot of people have different definitions of brand yeah, too yeah. And, and how we understand it and how it's explained and all the rest of it. So what does it mean in your world? So definitely in our world, like I think that when people hear brand, they think about logos and even just like your visual brand. 
but for us, it's the perception and the experience that somebody has with your brand. And that's why we start with understanding who you are. So we really dive into your values and your purpose and your brand and from there build your brand personality. And then the logo and the visual elements and then your words and your photos are how you express that to people and show them that in a, um, like we say, how you bring it to life. Yeah. So yeah, your brand is the experience and the perception that people have. It's like a really intangible thing. And it's why people find it really hard to understand Mm. um, and to articulate. And that's where you need to get those fundamentals right. And then you can start to express it and how does it come alive in colors and fonts and photo styles yeah amazing I mean you ladies do this all the time what is the number one reason that people come to you when they want to rebrand they you know what they just they just know something's not right and they can feel it and they're maybe not getting like we sort of touched on before maybe not attracting the right people that they want to work with or maybe people are getting confused with what they're actually offering which is so common it's hugely common that people you know often over the years businesses start out as one thing and then they evolve into other things and then they add different things into their website into their brand and then they're like oh my god we're talking about all of these different things I don't know what to say how to say it and I'm somehow just not even feeling connected to to the to the brand or the you know the way the business is being represented anymore um or you know they could just be starting out that's another you you know they've just start they've created their um business um from scratch themselves and um and then you know it's a year or two and they're like okay we need to rebrand because we never really that was me in the beginning (laughs) yeah and that's fine I think it's like you have to be clever in in business as well if you can pour money into it at the start that's obviously going to be good for you but if you have to do a little bit on your own to begin with and then go all right test some things out and then a year later go okay now we're going to actually rebrand but really just brand because it's the starting point now (laughs) yeah Um, not you know it's not the end of the world if you do that so that's usually the reasons that people come to us in that that stale feeling sometimes you have more clarity at that point as well yes who you are because you're like okay i've existed i thought this was my my audience I've now kind of realized that it's this part of who I thought my audience is and the way I was representing isn't hitting Mm. so what do I need to change to actually land and connect with those people and that that's good like you haven't poured all this money into it you've got an opportunity to kind of reassess and you have information already to go off so Mm. it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a bad thing yeah absolutely like when I started my business I started it as a business brand which was the connection exchange Mm. and we were events and conferences and networking and memberships and stuff and then you know a few years later like two three years later I decided two years later I decided to go with a personal brand and that's when I then got my branding done professionally because I was like it needs to feel, because it's so interesting, so many women I speak to, and I know so many of my listeners as well, we've had this conversation where it's like a lot of times they don't know why they're not putting themselves out there and they haven't quite pinpointed the fact that, like you were saying earlier, their brand doesn't feel like them, it doesn't look the way that they want it to look, they're not proud of it, it's not clear, yeah. uh, they're just they're just so unsure. And so I think that that's such an important thing to understand is that if you are not feeling like, you want to shout it from the mountaintops, you love it, it totally feels exactly like you, then maybe that's when you start to think about yeah. is, is it time yeah. for me to, you know, be attached to and have something that really, uh, I guess, embodies me 
in a yep. big way. So now I know you ladies recently rebranded as well. So why did you decide to do that and how did it go? It has been epic, like <laughs> huge, epic. Um, but you know what, it's been it's been amazing for us. I think we were, you know, we were just saying yesterday how proud we are to sort of be like, hey, come on, look at our website, you know. Um, yeah. Just I think not that we weren't proud before, but we were starting to feel a little bit like it just didn't um, – yeah, it didn't feel like us where we had, uh, you know, evolved into. Like we, you know, because we actually, funnily enough, have people saying to us all the time, oh, I love your brand, love your website, love all of these things. And so when we said we were going to rebrand, uh, people were like, why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like also being in our sort of um, our industry and our, our job, we need to kind of keep it interesting and keep it, um, keep, yeah, fresh and pushing, pushing ourselves because um, that's, you know, what we're sort of experts in. Um, But that doesn't make it, um, you know, any easier because it can probably, you know, because we've seen so much, everything seems like we don't want to do that because that's, you know, that's been done here or done there. And so we really want to make it feel like us, um, sound like us and just connect with um, that audience that we really want to be speaking to because I think that, you know, over time you, you maybe started out with, one kind of customer and then over the time you sort of really have evolved and you know we really matured as a business and we wanted to reflect that and uh, reflect that in the type of people that we were attracting as well as our clients um and so that's kind of where we um where we came uh how we came to that um and then yeah along the way it, it was it was tricky because it's what we do and we were <laughs> a million decisions to make and you know but um but we did it and we're and yeah. I'm proud of, proud of the amazing, our amazing team. They worked so hard and they just push, push, push to make it really, um, you know, exactly what it needed to be. So, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And I think it's so interesting as well when we go through the process that we take clients through and it's kind of like, you know, when we do yeah. it for other people, it just seems so much easier. Oh, you know, but when you do it for yourself, it's like, oh, it's like pulling teeth. It's like awkward. It's yeah. We know too much. We know too much. So many moments of like, who are we? Yeah. We're just like so lost. We're like, oh my God. Like soul searching. No. And then we were like, no, we don't know anymore. Yeah. And I mean, that's normal. So, I mean, if people are listening and thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I have so many ideas. I don't know how I'm going to hone in on one idea. I don't know how, like, you know, that it's possible you can do it and it's okay you can change it later it's not the end of the world if it you know yeah. doesn't work out but I think the biggest thing is is to know that everybody feels like that but then you just got to keep going and doing it because um even we felt like that and that's our job so yeah. and we have yeah. a whole bunch of brains trying to figure it out together yeah. as well yeah yeah. Do you think that it's easier or harder when you do it by yourself as opposed to in a team because then you've got lots of opinions and lots of uh, thoughts yeah. like it's I feel like that would potentially be a lot harder no I don't think so I think it's amazing I think it's an amazing thing to be able to um talk to different people and yeah like of course people are going to have different views on things which can be um tricky sometimes but I suppose if you're talking to people who align with you as um like if they're yeah. your team or if you don't have a team whoever you're talking to as long as they align with yeah. your values and your personality and all that kind of thing I think it's, it can be helpful, even if you just pick your own idea in the end. It's good to bounce ideas <laughs> off other people to get there because sometimes you don't I even ask them, but then I pick my own in the end. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the other thing though is like that it's good to have people involved, but I think you need to be careful who it is because yeah, especially when you're small, you're a small business, the the pull is to go and like ask your family and your friends and they know you as the person that they're connected to but that's not necessarily the people who you need input from so finding if you are on your own making this um going through this process then you need to kind of look for people who are in your business world who know you as a business person and know your brand that way because I think that sometimes opinions from outside of that can can be confusing can muddle your message a little mm-hmm. bit i have a lot of i like we see a lot of people be like well i asked my friends and my family yeah. and it's like well they're probably they're not your ideal client and they're, they're not, not you yeah so their opinion is lovely but you know <laughs> that's a nice way to put it their opinion's <laughs> nice not yeah. not needed not welcome but nice <laughs> thank yeah. you very much <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I remember when we, I used to work with really big corporates and that and we would work with design agencies and we'd work with the leadership team on what they wanted the brand to be and all the rest of it and the marketing and comms and, and we'd come out with this incredible design and message and then they would socialise it. And that was like the worst thing they could do because like with a wider... audience and it's like you don't socialize it you launch it you announce it to them you present it to them you're not asking for what changes they would make you're letting them know that based on where the business is going and what you want and how you want to be in the market and your Mm -hmm. brand positioning this is what we're going with and that would that would be the downfall so many times no matter how many times we told them yeah um, you've got to be the decision maker yeah. you know, based on everything that we've discussed, this is the best outcome. They would still be like, yeah, but it's so nice to include everybody. Yeah, yeah. And, then, everybody. and then the wheels fall off. Yeah. yeah. I feel like if you're going to include that many people, so I've done this in a larger organisation, um, we start, we included them at the very beginning of the process. So yes. we did some workshopping and kind mm. of getting their ideas on like, who, who do you feel we are and what do you value and all of that kind of stuff. So they did get input, but then at a higher level, it was filtered because yeah. if you do all the work and then get other people's opinions, you're just going to pull it all apart again. Yes. So it is, it is especially in big organisations when you have teams to get that input and a workshopping kind of environment is really good for that, but you need to make sure that you involve them at the right place yeah. in that process. So yeah, that absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, great. Well, let's go into some practical things when it comes to rebranding as well. And so what are some things that we need to be thinking about or that we need to remember when, if we're going to start this process? Yeah. So starting with a brand strategy is the most important thing to do. So not jumping in and picking colours. And the first thing is knowing who you're speaking to. So who is your customer? Who's your client? And when you're rebranding, the magic thing is you already have somewhere to go and ask those questions and find that information. So looking at your Google analytics, looking at your social media statistics and audience, but also just asking. So we would go out to like, you don't have to ask a lot of people. You just need to know who those ideal people who you've worked with along the way are and survey them and ask them who they think that you are and why they connected with you and also find out about them so that you can build a profile of them and a profile of you. And then how you guys connect is always going to be them because 
brand is about relationships, business is about relationships and behind them is humans. So we want to find out who, who those humans are and then how we're going to connect them and bring them together. That's kind awesome. Of and so how do you, so when you start to profile clients, what sorts of things, like, do you find that there's consistency? Do you, what happens if there's not consistency around how people see you and, uh, and the words that they use or the thoughts that they have? Like, have you had that before or normally is it pretty consistent when you're doing that research for somebody? Yeah, I mean, across the various places that they're, um, that they're representing themselves. Yeah, look, I mean, that happens really regularly. We, we're big believers in auditing everything that is out in, in the world for your brand or for your business. And there's, there's a lot more places than you can necessarily think. You're like, oh, it's just our website and our social media. But yeah. it's actually often a lot more places that your brand is being represented. So, um, you know, like in person sometimes, what have you got some signage? Have you got an in-person experience? Are you yeah. with some water where people are actually, staff are interacting with um, your brand um, and or is there like are you listed on a third party website somewhere and does that website still represent you or are there photos on there from four years ago or 10 years ago or whatever that don't represent you so yeah you do need to audit that and make sure everything's um, you know that's kind of the starting point is to look at that um, and then figure that out and then from there uh, move on to yes that that um, the strategy phase and then you you can really pull all those pieces into uh, to, to work with so that you are then when you go to create the things yeah. <laughs> like the like the branding, like, um, you know, the, the de- any of the design work, uh, photography work, and then um, however, whatever else work, you know, socials, templates, um, all that kind of thing, so that it does end up finishing consistently. Because those disparate thoughts are probably where your rebrand is coming from, right? You've got people in your audience who don't see you Mm -hmm. in the same way um, because you're misrepresenting yourself. Um, And often it's because you are misrepresenting yourself in different places in different ways. So that's why it is always really important to come back to that person who you want to work with. And I know that you talk about finding your ideal um, customer a lot and finding that person because if you talk to those people, you will find that the conversation is consistent and the way they feel about you is consistent because there's consistencies in who they are and their needs and desires and their traits and all of those kinds of things. So that's where you have to find those right people. And then hopefully once you've rebranded, that conversation is then more consistent than disparate as it was in the beginning. Yeah, and it just makes yeah. it so much easier for everybody. It makes it easier for you. It makes it easier for them yeah. when there's not that jumbled message or there's not that disparity with different messages that you're putting yeah. out there. It is so it is coming back to the whole thing of what you want to be known for and how you want to yeah. represent yourself in the market for sure. Yeah. So what else are we looking at when when we're sort of getting from that strata or when we're in that strategy stage? So you've got your, your brand kind of basics and your foundations and then you build your personality and voice out of that. So that's the next step. So um, humanising your brand, I know we hear it a lot, but it is so very important. And building a brand personality is literally attaching personality traits to who your brand is. And then from there, we go through the process of, okay, how do I then represent that personality in visuals. So putting together your logo, your branding elements, fonts, colors, how do we represent that in a tone of voice? So 
the words that I use and the way that I say them. So do I have a formal tone? Is it more informal? Am I funny? Am I a little bit rude? Um, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And how yeah. does that really hone in on who you are and what makes you different within your market and honing in on that personality difference is going to hone in on your point of difference as a um, provider and then also then putting that out onto all of your platforms so it's really getting those basics down that represent who you are um, and we often start with like photography uh, your logo and branding elements which you put in a style guide we can't yes. tell you how important a style guide is we can come back and talk about that if you like getting some really good basic words down from your once you've done your guidelines for how your words will work um, and then put a, put together a good website and your socials like that's often where we start with clients is those kind of platforms and then we can go wider to like collateral and campaigns and edms and things like that yeah, there's, there are so many moving pieces, aren't they? And I don't think that people always realise, or like you were saying before, not just all the platforms that they're on, but just all the bits and pieces that they've got. So for me, you know, it is the socials, the website, it's Kajabi, which is my, you know, platform where all my services and my products live. Uh, it's, you know, your EDM, so your email marketing. Like there's just, and there's like a million other things. Yeah. Our signature, even, like yeah. our signature profile photo. Yeah. Up your highlights on your um on your instagram um yeah so it's, it's we, there's a lot there's we a literally lot. sat and wrote a list and then even yeah. then we were like oh my god we haven't done this there's still like, something together on canva quick <laughs> i love it i love it that's so good even the people who do it sometimes we're like oh i forgot that there's so many things to think about and that's the daunting part, right? With the rebrand, you're like, okay, I get it. I've got to do this and this, and then I've got to get it out there. So having a process, so we prioritize. Our website was the most important thing, uh -huh. our socials as well. And then we did our emails and we've also kind of gone, okay, that doesn't need to go out yet. So let's mm. put that down on the list. So yeah. don't overwhelm yourself by, by saying, I've got all of these things and they all need to be done before I can put myself out there. What yeah to be done before you put yourself out there realistically yeah and then do the rest but also don't forget the rest because that happens as well. <laughs> yeah and same with that strategy bit at the start you know like there are to, to do it really really well there are a lot of things that you need to do for that but even if you just start with writing down some words you know like mm -hmm. and I think that that is and when I say writing down words just write down words that feel like you and that's just a really good easy starting point um and sort of grow from there and section yeah. it out and just you know break it down into little chunks of work and give yourself little milestones um or yeah obviously if you're needing help as well like people you know you, you can you, there's copywriters and there's there's brand strategists and there's, there's different people out there so it's just it is a lot to to do but um the results are you know, you can't even, it's, it's so worthwhile to yeah. be able to connect with your audience on the right level and for them to understand you and trust you. And that's what it's all about. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. And so what do you, what have you found to be the biggest challenge for people when they're going into the rebrand? Letting go, yeah. um, I think is probably one thing. Um, Having enough time to commit to it, to kind of, mm be like, okay, we are going to have to make space 
for this, yeah. even if you are having it's a commitment, yeah, mm-hmm. having other people come in to support you through it, there's still input from you in that process because it's yours, and you just need to go. Okay, I need to give this the time that it deserves because I promise you, if you do it properly, you will get it back. We got it results. back straight away. Yeah, like we saw the results of it. Our clients see the results. It was it's, and yeah, it's time. time is a big thing. Yeah. And perfectionism, I think, for yes. us, <laughs> perfectionism. And, yes. I, and I think that that's a thing anyway, just wanting to get it all right. And then, and but just kind of let yourself, trust yourself in the process and yeah. don't overthink things. Because, Not forever. And yeah. <laughs> yes. it's hard to put yourself out there and, you know, but it's sort of, you know, we're not printing as many things these days. So it's a little bit less... Um, you know, you're not committing as, as much, but it's like, it is a big deal, but I think that it, it is hard to um, get to, to not get stuck and like give yourself space to, to listen to what experts are saying or what your audience is saying, um, because you might want one thing, but if they're saying something else and the research and, you know, all of that stuff is, um, is finding something that, that isn't sort of what you originally thought, it's, you might need to sort of change your direction a little bit because in the end it's sort of going to be, you know, it's going to help with the success of your business long term. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I know that obviously like when you're doing something that's this big as well, hiring somebody to do it for you mm-hmm. is obviously a good decision. I guess the question that I have is for somebody who's looking to outsource it, what are some of the things that they should be looking for? Like, how do you know that the people that you're outsourcing it to are the right people, that they're the right people for you as well? Because it's not that they might, that they're not good and that they couldn't do the job, but I think it's also about fit too. So when somebody's looking to outsource, like what are the things that you are going through with your clients to see if they're the right fit and whether you can deliver what they want or. I think it's, you know, having the time for it, really good conversations not just maybe you know not just sort of get receiving a package like a pdf of a package that you you know and not talking to anybody and or you might just see prices on a website or that kind of thing like which there's nothing not saying there's anything wrong with doing that i'm just saying if you're committing to something like that like i think it needs to be a real um a detailed conversation around kind of you know is is there flexibility on the way that we do this and what's your process and finding out and just spending time, a little bit of time together, you know, on Zoom or on the phone or in person if possible to really just ensure that the vibe is there. I know mm-hmm. that's just, it's just it's such a, you know, you need to trust each other and you need to just be getting along. Um, you're yeah. spending a lot of time talking to each other. And so just that feeling that you get is super important mm. um, on both sides from, you mm. know, the client and from the freelancer or agency side. It's, um, it's super important. Um, yeah, just that your values align. Um, but also that they understand your um, brand and your business and yeah. that they're, they're asking the right questions. I think if they're not asking questions, lots of questions, I think that that's, um, you know, could make it difficult to get the right answers and to create the right thing for you down the track. Mm. Um, so, And yeah. looking at their body of work. Yeah. Like you can ask or yeah. have you worked with brands similar to us? Or And, you know, they might not have worked with a brand the same as yours, but, th- like, understanding their approach to it and somebody who maybe had a similar feeling to you or yeah. a same purpose to you or, like, 
that's a really, really important part mm. of it. And then saying, can I just see some of your work? I'd love yeah. to see the result of all of this. You know, you're telling me that a strategy is important. What does it result in? And or how would you approach it? Yeah. Like as well, I think mm. that, you know, like I back to what I was saying about the, um, you know, there's that cookie cutter kind of, like we do this for everyone. It's great to have packages, but I think like some projects maybe don't fit into the, the packages. Um, and I think if you can find somebody who will understand you like that mm. and, um, you know, want to get to know mm. uh, what it is that you're trying to achieve deeply, I think that you'll, you know, you'll have a, a, an enjoyable, um, positive experience. By the time you get to the end of the proposal process, you should at least get the feeling from who you're working with that they are interested mm. in what you do <laughs> and they start to feel a connection to <laughs> it. Sounds like, obvious, this is but thing. Yeah. You don't want to just feel like, oh, yeah, we can do that easy. We, we do that all the time. It's like I'm already invested in yep. what you have to offer and I believe in it, so mm. I'm going to make this a really good process for you and get you a good result because I already believe in you and we've only mm. not even started working together. Mm. And you can feel that. And it goes both ways. We can feel it with clients when we know it's going to work really well as well because they trust, trust us. Your trust you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it's such an interesting thing because I think that you can have great packages, but it's always about the brand experience. Mm-hmm. It's about building that trust, asking great questions, yeah. making people yeah. feel heard and seen and yeah. that yeah. what, you know, their opinion matters and that, yeah, like you said as well, Anisha, that you care mm-hmm. about the outcome as well so yeah I think that that's such an important thing uh to definitely feel like whenever somebody says to me do you know a copywriter or a designer or whatever I'm like yeah here are the ones I recommend but yeah. you have to go and look yeah. like you have to go and see their work and yeah. get a feel for their for them and have a chat with them because each one of us will want something different or will, yep. you know, vibe with one person over the other. So whilst yep. I'm like, I love these people, here's, I, I can, I know that the quality of their work is really good. Yeah. You have to decide which one is right for you. And so yep. I think that, you know, going with that gut feel as well. And, yep. you know, if somebody is recommending somebody to you, once again, get a couple of recommendations. I'm a bit of a two or a three person type, you know, uh, quotes where I'm like, let me speak to two people or three people. That's enough. And let me make a decision based on the recommendations that people who I trust have given me as well. So, yeah. And another important thing to remember is the, um, is that not, you know, they might be an amazing copywriter or a designer or a photographer, but um, there's different um, photographers or, you know, different, different people for different that work on different brands so you know we've got um we've got lots of different um people that we use and it's not to say um you know that one is better than the other it's just that one might have a specialty area in it more of a corporate copywriter for example or one that you know focuses on seo or one that focuses on um you know like there's all different specialty areas you know we've got somebody who is fantastic doing um portraits photography and then we've got somebody who is amazing at um you know running around and doing photography like kind of on the go sort of so just you know that lifestyle sort of photography mm. so it just depends I think that's the thing with anything that you're working anybody on. you work with yeah, yeah it's like you know what's their thing yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And don't, don't try to get one person who's gonna like solve all of your problems sometimes there will be multiple people unfortunately who- that doesn't exist there is no unicorn that does it all yeah. Not in one person. But, I mean, that's why I guess, like, with an agency, like, we have already spent a lot of time 
finding using different people and then you know we have our core people that we use plus then our team so that kind of that kind of works so if you are looking to you know if you do have an agency that you've got in mind at least you know you can kind of keep in mind that you don't have to manage all the different people yeah. <laughs> which is kind of it's it's like a really big yeah. job to be like all right I'm going to coordinate this person this person make sure they're all talking make sure they all understand the strategy um whereas if you're doing that yourself um you know that's just something to keep in mind that 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 is um you know it's a it's it's a job too. <laughs> to do yes, I used to project manage big projects like that, yeah. <laughs> and, be the, and be the coordinator yeah. of all of the cats yeah. that were all running in different directions. But anyway, <laughs> um, fantastic. Well, listen, let's uh, just the last thing I really want to make sure that we cover is once you've done your rebrand, yeah. what do you have to do to make sure that it's all worth it? That you've you know that you you're really getting the most out of it. Yeah, good question. I think you just need to you need to um, have a plan for what's going to happen when you actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, how are you going to tell people? Don't just flick over your website and be like, "Oh, I did I put my website over and tell your mum." You know, um, <laughs> my mum's a very big fan of mine. Yeah. <laughs> mums are good like that. All our mums are big fans of income. <laughs> <laughs> Except my mum doesn't use social media. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yes. Um, yeah, I think like I think telling, telling everybody because we kind of when even when we were doing ours because you're in it and you're kind of like okay we've gotten to the end of it and we're like do people even care like, does anybody care <laughs> and of course they do of they do they- but they also like just to keep it something in perspective also it's not the most important thing in the world to everyone as well surprising so people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people care but they like also are like you need to make it interesting for them. Yeah. So like yeah. you know talk about it in an interesting way. You know you know like it, depending on what it is. If you're if you've got a new website, great. People want to know, but it's like why? Why are they going to go there? Why are they going to spend time? Like yes, your friends and family are going to support you, but what about clients or potential clients or other contacts in your yes. networks? Like what is it that's going to make them find it interesting? So just kind of come up, try and come up with a bit of a strategy around um, the why and um, how they're going to interact with your new, um, you know, your new brand. Yeah, and I would yeah. use the opportunity to really reintroduce yourself. So yeah. when things change, people are going to pay attention. Mm. So you have to say, hey, we're here. Yeah, it's an opportunity um, not nice to be nice to re-meet, re-meet you. But all that, it's really important to be like, well, why do they care? And mm. yeah. why, why am I telling them? And what are you going to get out of this? And yeah. You know, if you go to my website, you'll find this and this and this and this. And also we use this as an opportunity to talk about rebranding to our audience because we were like, guys, we have been there. We've been there now and we've done it. Yeah. And we keep telling you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> we've done it now. Yeah. So trust us mm. that this is a good thing to do. And we showed that. Like the proof is in the new Inca brand and that's been a really fun opportunity mm. as well and yeah they're your people for a reason they love yeah. you so let them be excited with you and come on that journey and yeah. tell them why and what's next for, for yeah I, I like that telling them why and, and sort of talking about it yeah it's just sad when people just do something really cool and then they don't go yeah yeah it's like that did that change <laughs> 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 Okay. Are we going to talk about it or are we just going to keep 
keep going. <laughs> Love it. We'll just leave it. All good. Um, yeah. And I also think, you know, I think people just like to sticky beak as well. It's like, oh, yeah. let, let me see, like, what does yeah. it look like? And, you know, all the rest of it. So I think, yeah, especially if people are in your community and they've followed you for a while, I think that they're yeah. always interested in your journey and where you're going and what you're doing as well. Yeah. So that's awesome. Well, ladies, thank you so much for sharing everything about rebranding and some of the things that maybe we need to think about. I know it's such a mental load sometimes where it's like people know that they need to do it or they want yeah. to do it, but yeah. it's just like, oh, like I've like it feels like such a big thing to kind of, you know, jump into. And so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you taking my amazing listeners through it. What else is happening for you ladies this year? What's going on? Is there anything you want to share with us? Yeah, I mean, we're going to launch some new things, like new pages on the website, um, actually, and some some new kind of products and ways that we can interact with um, our lovely audience as well. So we're just really wanting to share more knowledge this year. And um, we've been, you know, chatting to people and we've, um, you know, we've been just working on a, an incubator program with a group of other businesses, which has been fabulous which has just launched last week and so we've just uh, had a masterclass yesterday we've been taking through the participants through all of those um all of the you know like we've been talking about collaborations and influencer marketing brand a few things. yes fee johnson is a yeah. friend of the podcast she's been yeah. on a few times we love her oh, she's amazing yeah. so yeah, yeah. partnered with seen a few other businesses to put that program on so yeah we chose to bite that off while we did our rebrand yeah I think it's always good to yeah, do big like things us. at the same yeah. time challenge ourselves <laughs> yeah but it really really good because I guess now we're on the other side of it and the energy is really really nice and we're kind of going into the second half of this year really excited about all these new ideas that we have mm. from this refreshment yeah. amazing yeah. yeah, so good. So where can my listeners find out? We'll have all your details and links and that in the show notes. But uh, where can they find you? Where's the best places? Uh, our website. So incacreative.com.au. I-N-K-A. Oh, it's with a K, not a C. <laughs> yeah. And our social media, so our Instagram is where we live and breathe and have a lot of fun. So yes. LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of fun on LinkedIn too. So come and hang out with us there. <laughs> I love that. And LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting into LinkedIn lately. Yeah. Are you? I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. I did um I did grab the digital picnics uh LinkedIn course, which I've oh, been through yeah. which I've been through some of it, not all of it yet. Uh, because it is a beast, uh, which is good because I know that they're doing a lot through that as well. But yeah, I'm just like Instagram is so much more fun. <laughs> yeah, we hear that a lot. We hear that a lot. But don't forget about, you know, just back to where the audience is, where's your audience? And yeah. just kind of think about them in all their different places. But, yes, it is fun. We love it. It's pretty, isn't it? <laughs> and also there's just, like, things to play with on Instagram yeah. and you can be, like, you know, we're full of fun, loud personality as well and that's where you can express that in that space. Yeah. You know, we're we're also thoughtful people, so we'll be thoughtful on LinkedIn, I think. <laughs> Hilarious. So good. Well, thank you so much for being on the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Awesome to have you here. And I'm sure I'll see you at an event or something okay. again soon. <laughs> thank you so Thanks much. It's been such a us. pleasure. Lovely chatting to you. And yeah, we'll definitely um have to catch up soon. Yeah. Thank you. Talk for again us. soon. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thank Bye. you. Bye. 
Okay, so there you go. Those are some things you need to think about if you're wanting to do a rebrand. And obviously, you know, leave it to the experts is what I would say. We'll have all of Sarah and Anusha and Inca Creatives details in the show notes, which you can find at suschadwick.com forward slash pod one five eight. And you can check them out. Go say hi to them on socials as well but that's it for another week it has been amazing to have you here as always and remember to follow me on all socials at suze chadwick but thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then i would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week the music to this podcast was created by ixon on soundcloud until next time have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.